0: It turns out the strong ion difference is really important. There's a reason you care about it. And the reason you care about this is because it's very important for something you literally do multiple times a shift, which is decide which IV fluid to give somebody. How does this play out? Well, answer me this, presuming that you don't want to make your already acidotic DKA patient more acidotic, let's just assume that, what kind of fluid should you be giving them? Fluid with a low strong ion difference? Or fluid with a high strong ion difference? Yes, fluid with a high strong ion difference. Because if we're saying we don't want to make them more acidotic than they already are, which generally we don't, that's what we want to do because fluid with a low strong ion difference will make them more acidotic. Let's talk about then, if that's what we want to do, the electrolyte composition of IV fluids and the strong ion difference for these common IV fluids. So there's three of them we're going to talk about. Normal saline, used commonly. Normal saline has 154 milliequivalents of sodium, 154 of chloride, no potassium, no sort of added buffer. Strong ion difference of normal saline? Zero. None. Zero. We just said a low strong ion difference will make you acidotic, and indeed, this is what happens. Now let's compare it with LR, lactate ringers. So, bit better here. We have 130 of sodium, 109 of chloride, we have some potassium thrown in, then we have a strong ion difference of 21. Which is still lower than normal, right? We said a normal strong ion difference in the body is 38, it's 21. However, LR has the advantage of they tossed in some buffer in the form of sodium lactate. So while normal saline will in fact make you acidotic, LR will in fact help you not be acidotic. Plasmolyte, which is a wonderful fluid, it's a beautiful thing, it's wonderfully designed and terribly expensive, which is why you'll never use it, looks lovely. You have 140 of sodium, you got some chloride, you got some potassium, you throw in some buffer just for good measure, strong ion difference of 42, it's a beautiful thing, but you'll never use it because it's really expensive, good luck getting a hold of it. Why do you care? Well, let me tell you a story about why you should care about this. Um, This was a patient that I had when I was an ICU fellow. And I promised this patient um, when she sort of woke up in the ICU and I explained to her what had happened, I promised her that I would sort of tell this story and teach people about this. So here we go. This was a young woman, mid-30s. She had a number of medical issues, she had recurrent episodes of really bad pancreatitis, she also had some respiratory issues, she had some pretty good bronchiectasis going. So she had a sort of chronic respiratory acidosis, she had trouble blowing her CO2 down too far. She came in, through the ER, she had pancreatitis. She was pretty sick, she was a little hypotensive initially, and she just needed a ton of fluid. So she got fluid resuscitated, ended up going to the floor. I get called on her about 24 hours later. They call an ICU consult because the patient is now in respiratory distress. So I look at the record and the patient got 10 liters of IV fluid. So the first thing I'm thinking is, well, of course, she's volume overloaded. Of course, she's in respiratory distress. So I look at the chest x-ray. It looks fine. It looks lovely that's not the problem. So then I get an ABG. Her pH was 7.05. Not good. Why? Well, she had a profound metabolic acidosis, but because of her baseline lung disease, she also had a respiratory acidosis because she wasn't really able to blow her CO2 down past 50 or so. She was profoundly acidotic. She really started decompensating. we had to do one of those very exciting acidotic intubations, which was not delightful. She ends up intubated in the ICU. Once we got her intubated and stabilized, I was like, what is going on here? Why is she so acidotic? Is she septic from the pancreatitis? No, she wasn't. She didn't have an anion gap. Her lactate was normal. Her ketones was normal. Somebody even got a little overzealous and checked toxic alcohol levels. That was all fine. Turns out she had a profound non-gap acidosis because she got 10 liters of normal saline. We tried to find any other reason for it. We looked at everything. We even consulted renal to be like, you guys have any other ideas? Seems like that was it. This lady... Ended up intubated, not because she got too much volume of IV fluid, but because we chose the wrong IV fluid. And so when she was doing better, extubated her, explained what had happened. She was like, that sucks. (laughs) Um, Can you please teach other doctors about this so they don't do this anymore? And I said, absolutely. So here we are. She ended up doing totally fine. As a side note, this is another situation that giving some bicarb actually makes sense, because we're not trying to solve a gap acidosis. Giving bicarb made sense. She got better. She did beautifully. But that's the story. Last thing. The potassium in LR. As you may have noticed, I'm not the biggest fan of normal saline. I think it's a stupid fluid. There are very few times that I give it. I almost always give lr the exceptions to that sometimes um, for example neuro patients if you have somebody with tbi neuro injury then i will use normal saline sometimes if you have somebody who's having massive ng tube output or they're massively vomiting then sometimes i'll use normal saline to replace the chloride but for the most part i see no reason to use normal saline but then you want to use lr And inevitably, I promise, somebody's going to be like, but the potassium, but what about the potassium? Okay, you have a patient, little renal insufficiency, their potassium is 5. You think they're pre-renal, you want to give them some fluids, and you decide to give them LR. And somebody calls you up and says, no, you cannot do that because LR has potassium, better give normal saline because it doesn't. That makes no sense. Here is why. There's two reasons. One is obvious. If you have a serum potassium of five and you give the patient an IV fluid with a potassium of four, you won't be increasing the serum potassium. That's the obvious thing. What's less obvious is this. They've done a couple studies on this and it turns out if you give somebody a bunch of normal saline, it will actually cause their serum potassium to INCREASE more than if you give them LR, despite the fact that normal saline has no potassium and LR does have potassium. Why? What's going on here? Why is that the case? Remember how we keep talking about this important relationship between pH and electrolytes? What do you give people when they're hyperkalemic? I mean, we give them lots of things, right? We give them calcium, we give them some insulin, we give them some D50, we give them some bicarb. Why are we giving the bicarb? Well, as we talked about earlier, we give them the bicarb because we're trying to make them more alkalotic to drive the the potassium into the cells. Conversely, if you give them something that makes them more acidotic, like, for example, normal saline, you have the opposite effect. You actually drive up the serum potassium. The way to think about this is as follows. Where is the majority of your total body potassium? Is it intracellular or extracellular? It's intracellular, right? It's not floating around in the serum. The majority of your total body potassium is in the cells. As such, it makes much more of a difference to the serum potassium the extent to which you're shifting potassium into and out of cells than it does how much absolute potassium you give by changing the serum ph you can significantly affect the serum potassium in a much more profound way than just giving somebody four equivalents per liter of potassium so it turns out normal saline will actually increase your potassium more than LR will despite the fact that it has no potassium. So that doesn't make any sense. So again, to me, unless it's a neuro patient, maybe a GI patient, I see no reason to give normal saline. Now, a lot of people will say, okay, but really, do we really care? I mean, why are we complaining about a liter? Do I really think it's that big of a problem to give one liter of normal saline? No. However, two things. One, what you do in the ED matters for so many reasons, but keep in mind, whatever you start in the ED, whether it's antibiotics, whether it's vent settings, whether it's IV fluids, they're just gonna continue it on the floor. And this is especially true when you're in the community and you don't have a bunch of excited medicine residents who really wanna send every lab and tweak things. Whatever you start, inertia. It's a thing. People will just keep doing it. So if you start volume resuscitating somebody with normal saline, they're probably just going to continue giving the patient normal saline. In addition, there's a couple studies that have come out recently, the SMART-ED trial, the SALT trial, all of those good things that are looking at, in critically ill patients, how bad is normal saline? And the answer is it's not a great thing. In patients who are not critically ill, It probably doesn't make much of a difference on any clinical parameter we actually care about, not on any patient-centered outcomes, but in critically ill patients, it seems like it does. It seems like even just starting your resuscitation there is not helping your patient. And the sicker the patient is, the worse it is. There's a lot of different interpretations of this. Take a look at the trials. You should always read your own trials. And by that, I don't mean read the abstract and agree with the author, always read your own trials. But what I think is probably happening is the sickest patients, they're close to the edge of that physiologic cliff. They don't have a lot of room to maneuver, so even pushing them a little bit more acidotic maybe is not helping them. I'm not sure. But the bottom line for me, LR is probably the way to go. You are now able to effectively have the argument where you explain to people why the potassium doesn't matter, and off you go.